This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. A research study shows that corporations may be shortchanging future growth by not promoting more women to senior positions. But what can women do differently to land those top jobs? Doing an excellent job is a requirement, but it is not enough. You have to also be seen as doing an excellent job. Then, a science journalist says all of us can look forward to an abundant future because new technology and other forces will transform life as we know it. All these things enable individuals to work together in ways never before. So you no longer have to wait around for somebody else. Each of us are empowered to solve our own problems. Those two interviews, and a lot more, are straight ahead on this week's edition of InfoTrack, right after this. When you are overwhelmed by credit card debt, it impacts your entire life. Wouldn't you love to get that problem solved once and for all? Well, you can. If you're struggling with paying your credit card debt, there is a special program available only through credit counseling agencies. If you qualify, your minimum payments would drop significantly and your interest rates in some cases would be completely eliminated and you will have peace of mind. Family Financial Education Foundation is now authorized to offer this incredible program. Call now, 866-684-5060 to see if you qualify. This is serious payment and interest rate relief offered through the IRS-approved nonprofit Family Financial Education Foundation. For over 18 years, they've helped thousands of people just like you who need help getting out from under a pile of debt. Call now, 866-684-5060. 866-684-5060. Not available in all states. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Despite the many gains made by women in business, top corporate leadership positions remain mostly the province of men. A new study says that women who want to reach the top need to fully understand power and how to use it effectively. InfoTrack's Taryn McCall has the story. Taryn? Most people would agree that women are underrepresented in top levels of management at American corporations. Dr. Ann Purcell of Germain Consulting co-authored with Jane Perdue a new paper called Women and the Paradox of Power. The report takes a look at what women and corporations must do to increase the numbers of and the success of women in senior leadership roles. Welcome to InfoTrack, Dr. Purcell. Well, thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. The report stresses power and how women tend to define power, which is different from the actual definition of power. Talk about that. Power, as Jane Perdue and I define it, is very simply the ability to get things done. And typically that involves making some kind of a change happen. Even if it's a car, you're changing from being at point A to moving to point B, and it requires power in order to do that. Some women actually defined power very simply in those terms. Other women defined power more by its negative Qualities. In other words, it was used to manipulate people, to have power over people. And in reality, power is a very neutral term and only takes on positive or negative valence when somebody decides on behalf of what to use power and exactly how to use it. 
That's what we found among some of the women that we surveyed, that they had a rather negative sense of what power is and how it's used. I think we see a lot of that manifesting in reality shows where you have these teams and somebody would just kind of say, well, I'm making an executive decision. That thought might be pervasive, that it's just somebody controlling something all the time without regard to the good of the team. Yes, and unfortunately, they use the word executive decision, and in reality, that isn't always or even frequently how executives make decisions, because if they did, it would be very difficult to get people on board. Do you feel that women feel they'd rather be well-liked than powerful in an organization? Not 100%, but too many. That was what our survey finding was. There were too many who would trade off being well-liked over being powerful. And where Jane Perdue and I even disagree, not with each other, but with the finding is that one doesn't really have to make that trade-off. That is a false perception. You can be both powerful and be well-liked, but the fear holds people back. And there's also an issue about how women feel they should acquire power. The bigger issue is how they define it. The secondary issue is how one acquires it. And what we found more than anything is that there is a lack of understanding about how one acquires power. So the sort of most dramatic example, and this paradigm is beginning to shift, but there are many women who will tell you that for years throughout their career, they thought if you simply did a good job, you would get noticed and you would be promoted eventually into a position of power. In fact, one of the women who did get to an executive role told that very story, that she wasted too many years of her career eating lunch at her desk alone, assuming that by doing a good job, the promotions would automatically come. Doing an excellent job is a requirement, but it is not enough. You have to also be seen as doing an excellent job, which means you have to build a network. You have to promote and talk about what you're doing. So it is simply not enough. For women that are the desk lunch eaters, how do they go about creating a network or joining one? Let me talk about first one of the obstacles that women have to get around, which does begin to answer your question. Women often think of networking also as something negative, that to promote oneself to a network of people who are in roles of power and or to your peers is seen as boosting your own ego. So what we've done with a number of women is to reframe it as sharing the knowledge. So women are much more inclined to network with others if they see themselves as committing an act of generosity versus an act of self-promotion. So one of the people that we interviewed, again, another senior executive for Intuit Corporation, a woman, talked about creating, and I loved her phrase, epiphanies of scale, that her job is not simply to get things done in her own business unit, but then to spread the word about how it was done so that other people can be successful in their own business units. So the purpose of networking has to be somewhat reframed for a lot of women from an act of self-promotion to an act of sharing the knowledge. And networking, one builds a network that's 
filled with people of different types and for different reasons. One example is the higher up you go in an organization, the less work you actually do directly by yourself. And so you need to have experts around you who can give you answers. That is part of your network. If you're concerned with boosting your career, you need to have around you a network of influential people who can help you understand how to do that, who can introduce you to people who will open doors to opportunities for you. There are people in your network who are simply going to sit down and have a cup of tea with you and allow you to commiserate on a bad day. We're talking with Dr. Ann Perschall of Germain Consulting. She's co-author of a new paper called Women and the Paradox of Power. So far, we've been discussing what women should be doing to elevate themselves within corporations. What do corporations need to do to increase the numbers of women in senior-level positions? You know, interestingly, I just read a report about technology companies who are particularly concerned with getting more women. So this report talked about IBM as having over 500% more women in senior leadership roles globally since the 1990s. And what they highlighted is that managers who are doing the hiring need to be held accountable for raising those numbers, which is what IBM did. It's not the only thing that they need to do. They need to create a culture that attracts women. So if you have a culture in technology, which is a very macho culture filled with men in the most senior roles, and you interview women candidates, they're not necessarily going to be attracted to this culture. But it does begin with holding the current leaders accountable for creating an environment that will attract women and then hiring women into those positions. You write that corporations are leaving money on the table by bypassing women. The research says that they are. So there are a couple of organizations that look at the role of women in business, and what they're finding is when you compare similar companies, the companies with more senior women at the executive level are 35% more profitable than companies with the fewest senior women. So these companies are absolutely leaving money on the table. Dr. Purcell, where can women and corporate leaders, for that matter, go to find more information about your study? They can go to germaineconsulting.com. They can download the report. And they can do the same at Jane Perdue's site at BraithwaiteInnovationGroup.com. And Germaine is G-E-R-M-A-N-E Consulting. Thank you so much for being with us today on InfoTrack. I really appreciate the opportunity. And I'm Taryn McCall for InfoTrack. Next, the future's a whole lot brighter than you think. Some eye-popping predictions you definitely won't want to miss. Coming up. Stick around. There's more InfoTrack straight ahead. 